Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos. C-H-A-O-S. Critical hate and overwhelming. Get out of here, you goddamn jackass. Goddamn son of a bitch. Hey, Birdland. How are you? How's it going? Everybody hanging in there? What the fuck just happened? Boy, that escalated quickly. This was not supposed to go down like this. The Orioles haven't got swept since last year, last May. And what do they do starting the playoffs? They get swept. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard. It's just a weird vibe right now. It feels like your be- you just lost your best friend. It feels like your dog just died. That next morning, uh, you know, I, I felt like I was waking up to go to a funeral. You just have that empty feeling. It's like my wife and I were walking around. We weren't even talking to each other. You know, I don't know. Maybe that was a, the best part of it. I'm kidding. Come on, Nate. Be nice. We're in a very fragile moment right now. No time to kid. But I want to hear from you, of course. Going to be wrapping up the season here. Uh, obviously, I want the emails to come in. Fullcountks at gmail.com. How do you feel? What is on your mind? Got some emails, of course, that came in. Going to go over. But, man, that just smacked us right in the face. Didn't expect that to go down like that. And to pour salt all over this huge wound I have of getting stabbed in the crotch. I was supposed to go to game one. Now, I know they lost. I know I probably would have been walking back to the car like, fuck, you know, I didn't have a good time at all. But just the vibe of being at Camden Yards in a playoff game, I couldn't go because I was in Outer Banks, like I explained a couple weeks ago, and a house full of 30 family members. Oh, shit. Had a great time. But you want to test your patience (laughs) and how much you love your family? Stay in a house full of uh, 30 of them. I'm not kidding. Stay in a huge house with them for a week straight. See how you do. I love them all. I had a great time, but that's a whole nother podcast episode in itself. Maybe in a couple weeks, I'll tell you all about that uh, the vacation because there was, uh, yeah, there's some interesting stories, but I was supposed to go to game one and I thought it was going to be a seven o'clock game. I, I don't know why I assume that 
when I should have, I forgot about the Billy Joel concert, but of course it was at one. We didn't get back from the Outer Banks to like three. It's like a seven hour drive. And my buddy was like, all right, well, we have two games. He was a uh, friend of mine that I got the, the uh, season tickets with over the season. He's like, well, we got two games for next series. It's like, fuck yeah, they're going to beat the Rangers, right? Mm. They shit the bed. I didn't get to go to any of the playoff games. It was a shitty sports week. But I want to know how you guys are feeling. Look, the Orioles were predicted to win 76 games between Fangraphs, Dimmers.com, Oddspeedy.com, whatever shitbag website thought the Orioles would stink this season. And every time the Orioles were in that uh, clubhouse shooting champagne all over each other, that was the one speech that High kept giving that that stood out. That standed out. Yeah, geez, what do you drop out of third grade, Nate? That stood out. But that's what Brandon Hyde would say. He goes, no one believed in us. Nobody thought we could do this. And it was great. It was, you know, you, you felt like you were watching some gladiator movie. You're like, yeah. Because nobody did think they were going to do it. Not including me. I, I wouldn't, I didn't have them winning the division. But are you the type of fan that just gets angry? It's like, well, well who, who cares? Yes, it was a beautiful season. So what? They blew it. Or after this happens, when the emotions are raw and the feelings are raw, I I do see people out there. I know personally people who are texting me like, what a wonderful season. And I think it's just a way for them to get over the horrifying depression (laughs) that we're all going through. Come on, guys. It was a good season. A lot of great memories. I don't know. The emotions are a little too raw still for me to be like, yes. It was beautiful. Oh, just so many. No, I'm like, fuck this. You blew it. (laughs) Come on, negative Nate. Settle down. Well, I'm just sharing my emotions with you guys. Yes, of course, it was a beautiful season. Yeah, we can go down the list and talk about all the wonderful moments that we had during this 101 season. 101 win season. It was great. It was a beautiful season. It's a season that I will never forget. But are, are you that type of fan? That, that's another thing I want to hear from you about. I mean, when, when the Orioles just get swept in the playoffs or they don't go to the World Series, is your automatic reaction like, you know what? It doesn't matter because this was such a fun season. I had such a good time. Okay, shit happens. Or are you just like, oh, my God, it was all for nothing. Because a lot of people are saying that right now. I'm getting texts just loading up. Fuck the 101 game season. Who cares if they won 162 games? It all matters about winning the World Series. I, of course, people are upset with Michael Elias for not doing enough of the trade deadline. That's a whole other topic. I mean, we've been talking about that for a while. It's crazy right now. It's got a lot of thoughts running through your mind when you see one of the best teams in baseball get swept by the Texas Rangers. The Rangers were one of the worst teams on the road in baseball, and they sweep Tampa, and they sweep Baltimore at home. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out, you know, same thing with how Houston years ago, beating trash cans, putting buzzers in their shirts, because this is just fucking weird, man. The Texas Rangers start the play. All right, Nate, settle down. I see where you're going with this. No, 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 no. Let me just, let me get this out. The Texas fucking Rangers just start sweeping every I mean they're winning seven to one seven to nothing eleven to eight if it wasn't for Aaron Hicks the Orioles would have got really embarrassed at home even though they still lost what are you up to Texas (laughs) 
You get swept by Texas, and now you want to say they're cheating. Just saying. <laughs> I want an investigation on Texas right now. I've noticed also one of my pet peeves. I'm just on a roll right now. Just bear with me. And I, I can guarantee you there's a lot of you out there. This is your pet peeve as well. Cedric Mullins was getting interviewed. And it's that tough talk. I don't know. That bothers me. It's like, well, you blew it. It's too late. I don't want to hear about next season. When they're like, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. There's a lot of us that are displeased with the way the season ended. Oh, we're hungry. I can tell you right now. We are ready for next season. You just watch. It's like, I, don't, I feel like going, shut up. I mean, that's cool. I, you know, I, I get it. It's not exactly the gladiator speech where you're listening to it like, hell yeah, they're on a revenge tour next season. Watch out. It's like, oh, I don't want to hear it. Just, you know, explain to us what the hell happened. I do got to give props. Gunnar Henderson, man. And by the way, fuck Texas for a million different reasons. But Chanton overrated to Gunnar Henderson. He was bad 500 during the playoffs with a, with a home run. Everyone can eat shit. Look, I will say this. And I know I'm venting. We're all frustrated. We're, we're just very angry of what happened. But next season is going to be fun. And it's funny to say that I feel the Orioles are going to be better next year when they just won 101 games in 2023. But you're going to see Jackson Holiday. Heston Kerstead's going to get the majority of the playtime. You know, I have a feeling, and we said this last season, but I hope to God Michael Elias does actually make a move or fuckbag Angelos lets him make this move. But I have a feeling they're going to get a couple, you know, whether it's a veteran pitcher, a big bat in the lineup. So I have a very good feeling that next season as well and the season after that and so on, the Orioles are going to be fun to watch. And of course, we all are counting on Elias to make those moves that we, we kind of were hoping he was going to make during the trade deadline, but whatever. That, that the past is the past. Michael Elias saying, you know, hey, thanking the fans, uh, saying that him and Hyde are 100% in next season, whatever that means. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it should be one of those seasons that you think to yourself, man, they could be better than the 2023 team even after 101 wins. So I, I, I'm excited. It's hard to say that the season just ended, but yes, I am excited to see what these guys bring next year. My wife asked me, well, who are you rooting for now in the playoffs? I said, I don't know. I, I'm typically when the Orioles are out of the playoffs or whoever it is, Ravens, whatever sport, I always find the team to root against. Because right now there's no team where I'm like, oh, I really would love to see them win the World Series. No, there's a team that I want to lose. Texas right now. Fuck you, Texas. I want you to get your ass kicked now. Not a fan of them. So I found my team that I don't want to win. It's, it's normally the team that knocks out our home team in the playoffs that I root against. Don't know if you're like that as well. You don't have a team that you're rooting for. You find a team that you're rooting against. You guys suck. But I just... You know, very upset. I was supposed to go to game one. And I just was like, all right. I told my wife, you know, I have two tickets for the next series. That'll be fun. Mm. And a lot of people were trying to figure out what happened, including me. I think I even posted a, a tweet. Again, these are all nerd knee-jerk reaction tweets. I, I've worked on that a little bit. I try not to always tweet out my knee-jerk reaction of thoughts during a game because <laughs> a lot it backfires a lot. Because then the next day, I'm like, why the, why the hell did I even tweet that? 
But I'm like, hey, you know, you hear all the time that the playoffs, it's a veteran's game. I mean, look at Aaron Hicks. He had the most RBIs, getting base hits when we needed him. He's a veteran player. But, you know, you hear that all the time. Playoffs that you need, you need to bring in veterans for hitting the playoffs. You need veterans who have been there and done that. And I'm thinking, you know, everyone trying to wonder what the hell happened. Everyone's going down the list. Well, I think this happened, that happened. I'm thinking, you know, it's because these young guys, they was the spotlight too bright. There's no way. Come on. It's just right now everyone's figuring out, like, what happened? So I'm going to go with Texas needs to be investigated. <laughs> Something's going on. One of the worst teams on the road. Okay, sweeping Tampa, sweeping Baltimore. I get it. You know, these teams, it's all about when you get hot and cold. And boy, I guess Texas just started getting hot at the right time and the Orioles started shitting the bed. And I'm not a huge fan of Ken Wyman, by the way. I know that's a random statement here to start off, but he is right. He tweeted out the other day, the Orioles need to put their big boy pants on and bring on top-notch veterans. I mean, he's right. Come on, man. No more Gibson, Lyles, Frazier, Odor. No more players like that. Let's get some big-time veterans to come in that's going to be an ace. It's going to be a huge bat in the lineup. We don't need just, well, he's a vet. He's experienced. He's got a lot of experience. No, I want a guy who's fucking solid, who can be an ace, who can be a huge bat in the lineup. I've got balls of steel. The five youngest teams in baseball that have won the World Series, you're going back to like 1914, 1942, 1969. That's the latest one. New York Mets, 1969, average age of 25, winning the World Series. Other than that, you got the average ages of 30, 31, 29. So I don't know. Maybe there is something to that. It's hard to figure out. But I just know that when the Orioles got swept, look, when Dean Kramer, and that's a conversation we can have if you want. And I talked about last episode. I think a lot of us thought, that Dean Kramer pitched his way out of a start. And when he gave up that home run, that solo home run, it was only one to nothing. Talking about uh, Monday or Tuesday, I'm sorry. Even when it was just one to nothing, I just had that feeling in my stomach like, fuck, (laughs) this is happening. This is actually happening. Again, it's only one to nothing, but to me, Seeing that crowd go crazy and hitting home runs off of Kramer and he wasn't fooling anyone. It's just like, whew, this is bad. But I talked about it last episode. I I went over the stats with Kramer compared to Gibson, you know, end of August in the month of September, just giving my opinion of why I think Gibson is the guy. And of course, you know, when Kramer shits the bed and everyone's like, see, they shouldn't have pitched. And then you guys, and then you have other people going, oh, it's easy to say that now. I still, I don't know (laughs) if you want to have a comparison, which was worse, Brandon Hyde using Brian Baker in a playoff game or Buck Showalter not bringing out Zach Britton. (laughs) There's two arguments you can have. I probably will still go with, you know, uh, Buck not using Zach Britton is crazier to me, but fucking seeing Brian Baker out on the mound, even if it was June in an afternoon game. I would still be like, what the fuck is Brian Baker doing out on the mound? If we are comparing the stats leading up to how he was at the end of the year, when he went down to the minors, he fucking sucked terrible. 
I mean, Brian Baker lost it. He was done. He was toast. You got a guy like Cole Irvin. He's sitting there like, hey, I'm not as bad as Brian Baker. Cole Irvin was starting to come around a little bit. You bring out Brian Baker? You fucking crazy, man. But I was surprised that Dean Kramer was the guy to pitch. And and I get, you could throw out a million stats compared to Kyle Gibson's stats because there's 40 billion different stats these days. It's not just like, what's their win and loss in the ERA? You all know that. There's, my God, so many different kind of stats out there. But yes, you could make the case of why Brandon Hyde went with Kramer. But I'm, I guess I'm old school. I guess I'm always the type of fan that says, use the guy that's hot right now. Because it happens in sports. You go cold, you go hot. You go cold, you go hot. Use the guy that's cooking right now. And Kyle Gibson was turning it up. You know he wanted that start in, in the playoffs. I mean, I guess game three. I mean, we would have seen Kramer eventually if the Orioles would have won in game game three. But sooner than later, I guess, is what my argument is of using Gibson before Kramer. He was hot. Hyde loves his matchups, though. I mean, most managers do love their matchups. I mean, it's just it's called managing. It's called coaching. But call me old school. Just use who's hot. I mean, he benches Mateo and uh, Hicks. Game three, your two hottest batters in the playoffs. And I still don't understand, was it game two, why... Uh, Hyde took out Westberg in the fourth inning to bat Frazier, who hasn't hit a fucking thing since, like, July. Well, he's a veteran. I don't know. See, I'm doing it right now. I'm Because the Orioles lost and blew it and got swept, I'm shitting on Hyde. You know, it, it's just a bad look. Guy won 101 wins. It, it's tough. To, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You start wanting to go down a rabbit hole and point out different things. Oh, well, this is what I would have done different. And I know it's a lot easier to stand back and go, well, here's what I would have done different. It kind of was reminding me when I was in Outer Banks and we were playing this game catchphrase. And I'll tell you what, you don't realize how competitive friends and family are until you have game night. I don't know if you do game night out there with friends and family, but I've seen some marriages shit the bed. Game night the next weekend, just the husband will show up. What happened? Where's Mary? Yeah. Fuck her. We got a divorce. She didn't know shit. And we lost because of her. But there's a lot of competitive people. And we were playing this game catchphrase. It's fun. I'm not going to go into all the rules right now. You can look it up yourself. But after the buzzer would go off, you're trying to basically, you're basically trying to have someone guess the word that's on this little screen box screen that you're holding in your hand that's ticking. Tick, 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 tick. And if you can't have your, if you don't get your team to guess what word you're trying to get them to guess, eh, it buzzes in your hand. And of course, after the buzzer goes off, you have all those people that go, well, let me see the word. Oh, you should have said this, or you should have said that. It's like, yeah, it's a lot easier after you lose to sit back, put your feet up and go, well, this is what I would have done. And I just started laughing because it kind of reminded me of playoff baseball and Brandon Hyde and. But the Brian Baker, I, I won't get. I don't care if he won 142 games. You don't bring Brian Baker out to pitch in a playoff game. The guy shouldn't be wearing a, a professional jersey pitching on a team at all. He's done. 
I'm sure Elias was taking notes. You know, again, it's easy to say, Mike Elias, you, you didn't do jack shit during the trade deadline. You shit the bed. You know, could he have held on to his guys too tightly with his prospects? Maybe. That's an argument. Again, I mean, these guys had one of the best seasons in the Orioles history. And to sit here and go, well, let me explain why they didn't do enough. It's, it's a tough argument. And I don't think uh, anyone expected Grayson Rodriguez, I'm going to say, shit the bed. I, I don't think they expected him to shit the bed in the playoffs. Kyle Bradish, Grayson Rodriguez, Dean Kramer. Kyle Bradish is the only pitcher that got out of the second inning. Combined, they allowed 13 earned runs on 20 hits and six walks. And again, only Bradish get beyond the second inning. Just when Grayson came out, I thought for sure I said Grayson's cooking. He He's on fire. Dude's one of the best pitchers. I, I almost feel like he, top five pitchers in the entire league that if the game was on the line, Grayson is the guy that I would go to. That's how great he's been pitching lately. I don't know, man. It's just bizarre to see how hot Texas is. Look, Texas has a great offense, but to see how hot they got all of a sudden in the playoffs. I mean, they were limping into the playoffs as well. I don't know. I will tell you I'm excited to see D.L. Hall. He shined in the playoffs. He came out, pitched his ass off. Leading up to the playoffs, towards the end of the season, he found his mojo. I can't wait to see him years uh, as the years go on wearing an Orioles jersey. Man, he's going to be hot stuff. Gunnar Henderson, look, at 22 years old, Gunner Hen- and 101 days. Gunnar Henderson is the second youngest Orioles slash Browns, talking about Baltimore Browns, history with a postseason home run older than only Manny Machado. He was 20 years old, 96 days in 2012. So Gunnar Henderson, you know, batting 500 in the playoffs, hitting a home run. So I guess this is just an episode. I'm venting my frustration. I don't need to go over a bunch of stats and this person went one for 12 and this person, you know, we know what happened. We all saw it. It wasn't good. That three to two loss, that second game or the first game of, of, I'm sorry, first game. You just knew when they didn't score one more run because all season, that's all they've been doing. I think 46 times they came back behind late innings to win the game. And you're like, yeah, we, this is easy. All they need is one run. They have two on, no outs, eighth inning. Santander hits in a double play. You just knew after that game, at least I did, maybe this is negative Nate talking. I'm like, oh God, they are ice cold and the Rangers are hot. Well, again, they only scored three runs that day, but I just had a feeling in the pit of my stomach after that game, that made me extremely worried. Yeah, Nate, it's easy for you to say that now. Now they got swept. I know. I'm not trying to sound like Mr. Know-it-all, but that was not a good feeling to see that they couldn't push one more run over the plate when the seventh and eighth and ninth inning, they had great opportunities. And by the way, Fox Sports pregame is the fucking worst. Bunch of dickbag morons. Talk, you know, A-Rod, David Ortiz, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter is the most boring, dull person to just listen to talk. I don't care. Oh, the guy's a baseball genius. You are boring. 
buy a personality. Holy shit. But they were awful. Every time a game's on Fox, they have they, they get the stats wrong. They get names wrong on the Orioles. They're terrible. And I can't remember the host's name on Fox Sports when they're sitting there at the panel. Um, it'll come to me. But right before the commercial break, he goes, all right, let's get excited. Like the Orioles say, suck it in. You dickbag moron, it's soak it in. And it was kind of funny because A-Rod and Ortiz started laughing because they knew it's soak it in, not suck it in. Like, they just get everything wrong. They're terrible. I think Fox Sports was trending on social media just from that segment of, you know, how terrible they were. Stop putting games on Fox. You're terrible. They don't even, they don't even do the work. They don't research. They're interviewing who was it earlier in the year? I think Kyle Gibson, and they kept calling him Carl. Like, <laughs> enough with Fox and baseball. They're terrible. Oh, man. Again, this is just an episode of venting, getting my thoughts out there. Again, I'm not going to go over, you know, so-and-so went three for seven, and so-and-so was swinging at balls when they weren't swinging. Although I did see a lot of that watching strike one go right down the center of the plate. And I know we're all like, stop swinging at the first pitch. But sometimes when that ball is 92 right down the center of the plate, I mean, right there. I don't know. Maybe swing. Because the next two or three pitches that you guys are swinging at, they're not strikes. Whatever. Austin Hayes, love the guy, but I think he's the most impatient batter I've ever seen play the game of baseball. FullCountChaos at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at FullCountChaos. Uh, get some emails that came in. Last uh, last episode, I asked, hey, is, is there anything that you're doing to adjust your income, your money, so you could actually spend money on playoff tickets? And somebody wrote in, wanted to explain what they did so they could go to game one of the Orioles playoffs. Here's a gentleman by the name of Pat from PG County. He writes in, he says, Hey Nate, it's been a real pleasure listening to your podcast all season. You definitely know how to bring the laughs when we needed it the most on losing streaks or bad blown games. I was really hoping I was going to be able to hear a world series episode from you this season. That episode where you played ACDC getting us all fired up was awesome. That got me ready to go. I wanted to add on to your question on what we did to save money for playoff games. Starting back in June, my wife and I both stopped going out and spending money on expensive dinners. We would have date night twice a month and get a babysitter and go to a fancy restaurant. The bill would be at least $250 to $300 sometimes. We decided to do something very cheap and easy and save that money for the playoffs. We would still go out. We would still get a babysitter, but we would do something cheap. We saved enough money to go to both games. Unfortunately, we regret saving that money now, but we did what we had to do to go see our Orioles. Love your podcast, and I can't wait to see what these Orioles do in 2024. Go O's! Yeah, man, appreciate the email, Pat. Thank you very much. I appreciate all the nice words. I love that you're enjoying the podcast. And yeah, sometimes we just need to have some good laughs when shit goes south, man. I think still I feel a little bit of the pain, and this is regular season talk right now, when Bautista gave up the grand slam against Houston to lose in the top of the ninth when well, the Orioles are up by four going into the ninth inning. Here comes Bautista. So I still feel that pain, and I remember walking back to the car 
telling my buddy, I think I was recording like that night or the next morning. And I'm like, God, I don't, I don't even, I don't even want to talk about this. So sometimes I need you guys as well to get through those tough moments. And I've said it a million times on here. I feel like you guys are my therapy. <laughs> when shit goes bad, I come on here, I turn on the mic and I you know, hope you guys are listening while I get out. So my frustration, like the Orioles blowing the playoffs, I needed you guys. <laughs> but Pat, I love it. They sacrifice date night so they can go to the Orioles playoff games and playoff games are just outrageous. Especially if you want to sit up close, forget it, man. I mean, look at Pat, you know, Hey, we didn't do date night. They still went out. They probably got some hot dogs and hamburgers, called it a night, put that money away. Genius. They went to both games. And unfortunately, like he says, well, we regret it now. I think that's why I've never, I've always loved going to playoff games, the atmosphere, the energy. It's so much fun, but I've never been the one that can spend Six, $700 on one ticket for one game. As much as I love sports, as much as I love watching baseball, whatever, especially playoff time, I can't spend that much money on one game, one ticket. But if you do, if you want to do that, yeah, you got to sacrifice some shit. You got to slow it down a little bit. No more date night. You can't go binging on Amazon every day. I w- it was getting bad for me. I mean, that's what I had to do. I said, look, if I want to do some playoff tickets coming up, thinking the Orioles were going to go to the next round, that was my sacrifice. <laughs> I, I, I'm addicted to Amazon. I was buying so much shit every day. Of course, the wife was starting to give me looks. You know, she'd open up the front door and there'd be like a castle of boxes on the front step. But I had to slow that down. You know, that was my date night, <laughs> my date night with Amazon. Couldn't do it. But that a boy, Pat, you got to do what you got to do, man. And he did it right. Him and his wife both went. I guess I'm assuming that means Pat's wife is an Orioles fan, too. And they said, look, this is what we have to do to go to the game. That's it. It's what we're going to do. So thanks again, Pat. Appreciate you tuning in. All the support. I love it. Can't thank you enough. Uh, this email is from Joe. He says, hello, Mr. Chaos. I'm assuming negative Nate will be in full effect all week after this terrible sweep. Yeah, I'm trying to. Keep negative Nate to a minimum here. He says, after the Rangers went up 6-0 on Tuesday, I just sat there staring at the television, not even moving or blinking, knowing it was pretty much over. As the game went on, it was clear this was the last time in 2023 we were going to see the Baltimore Orioles play baseball. I became so depressed and angry at the same time as I sat there in silence. I have two kids ages three and five, who are running around the room wanting to play with their dad, not understanding I wanted nothing to do with being happy or playing with my kids. (laughs) He says, thank God for my wife reading the room and quickly distracting the children to leave the room while I sat there trying to figure out how this just happened. It was a great season, but it just feels so wasted when they lose like this. Thank you, too, for a great season of your podcast. I always look forward to hearing your thoughts about everything. You have a way with comedy, and it's always great to listen to. See you next season, Nate. Joe, appreciate the email. I think we were all sitting there, staring at the television, feeling the same way. We didn't want to be a negative Nelly. Didn't want to be a negative Nate. But we kind of had a feeling, oh, shit. This is it. 
And then, yeah, I kind of did the same thing, Joe. I just sat there and I'm like, what just happened? Even uh, before the game was over. I got to say, when it was 6-0, right then and there, it was done. I'm like, it's over. It's done. How cold the bats are. Things just weren't working out. The pitch, everything. Just, yeah, this, this, this isn't happening. So I think a lot of us did the same thing, Joe. We just stood there. And I think that's hilarious. What you Look, I don't have kids, but when I was in the Outer Banks, we were watching the Ravens game, and all the nieces and nephews were running around screaming, yelling. If the Ravens would have lost, because they beat the Browns, thankfully, I would have been in such a shitty mood. It's like I would have just yelled at the kids, get the hell out of my face. <laughs> so I hear you, man. You, being like, man, I don't want to play with the kids. I don't want to play with my kids. I don't want to play with anyone's kids right now. I just witnessed the Orioles completely have a meltdown. Oh, man. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter, at fullcountchaos. Listen, going to wrap it up. A couple more episodes out there. Uh, maybe I'll think outside the box, do something during the offseason, whatever. I just love participating with you guys. Talking sports, talking baseball. Love hearing from you all. You know that. Want to continue the emails coming in. There's a few that came in I want to say for next episode talking about how they felt after the Orioles lost. But then also we can talk beautiful moments. I do also want to hear from you of the great moments during this season. What When you think of this season, to, you know, push away the, uh, the playoff bed shitting. <laughs> I want to hear... The memories of this season of when you got excited, the, the greatest times you've had all year. We'll sing Kumbaya around the fire. We don't need to always talk about the Orioles shit in the bed in the playoffs right now. <laughs> we can have some fun. It's been a wild season. I can't say it enough how much I love you guys. Tuning in, participating, emailing. I love hearing from you all. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Till next time, see you.